Hello and welcome to the Love Running Podcast. I'm Yuan Ren, your host for the show, along with my friend and fellow runner, Joe Hall. We dissect running, the jargons of running, the science, the psychology, and the social life to help you run better and enjoy it more, whether you're just starting or running your 100th marathon. We're going to elevate your running to a whole new level of fun, if nothing else, and make running take over your life just like it has for us. In this first episode, we're looking at ways to train your brain so you can run faster for longer. We'll also be discussing our own journeys into running and revealing a thing or two about the legend that is Usain Bolt. Should we talk about, Joe about how why we're doing this podcast? Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of science and... I think you can really overanalyze running. So if you're just a normal person, so Yuan, you are a, you have a master's. <laughs> I am a normal person as well. <laughs> you have a master's in biochemistry. Oh yes, I do. So you are a scientist. I think we can say you're a scientist. <laughs> mm, yeah, former. Yeah. Definitely. Own with, it. Okay. I am a scientist. Yes. Runner. And you're a journalist. I am a running journalist. You're scientist. a scientific running journalist. Exactly. And I got a D in my biology oh. AS despite cheating on the exam. Oh right. So I'm like the layman and you're the expert. Okay. We both are doing the London Marathon. Given that it's now sixteen weeks, which is the sort of general start of a traditional marathon training plan. Yeah. Um we can sort of go on that journey it's like with it's, listeners. It's my first month so I've not done a marathon before and I'm kind of like, oh my God, how do I get through this? And you've done Five. Five. Yeah. So you're the science expert and I'm the marathon expert. Yeah. We both have something to learn. So we have a few regular formats in this Oh, podcast. what are they, Joe? Do tell me. <laughs> so the first is the weekly rundown. Okay. That's just where we talk about what we've done this week. Yeah. The run down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Play on words. Um, okay, so Yuan, tell me about your last week of running or not running as the case may be. Yeah. So I hurt my foot in a half marathon that I was taking easy um, with the plan to bounce back to running with very little recovery. Mm. But unfortunately, my foot, I was wearing toe separators. You can Google it. You can buy it in boots. What are they? Can you? Is it like when you paint your toenails and you put <laughs> those toe separators on? Kind of, but it's more like flexible and rubbery and you only it's only one of the separators. So well, instead of fine, <laughs> I had this idea that you basically get almost like a little plastic sock to go on each toe, kind of like a miniature condom. But you put on each toe. Oh, so this separator goes in between the toes, <laughs> okay. as a nail separator does. Is that to protect your foot from like? <clears throat> <laughs> from like chafing against your shoes blisters yeah oh blisters yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> or like teapot hats yeah tea cozies tea cozies to- but for toe cozies <laughs> toasty toe cozies isn't that a good idea i think we should get that made yeah okay wait pat that's been patented already guys don't steal it so they're like these rubbery things you put in between your toes because I had a bunion, I was getting repetitive stress on the bunion, on the big toe. But putting the toe separators in then like irked my second toe mm. um, and that got frustrated. And so my bunion toe got better, but my new toe, sorry, my, my old second toe um, <laughs> then didn't like it. And I think the joint has been, in- it's been four weeks. No, this is the fourth week. But how's your running the... The first lockdown, I threw myself into running wholeheartedly. 
and was running like 50 to 60 miles a week for four weeks and then I became injured and I was meant to be doing the Boston Marathon so I was kind of training for that anyway obviously like everyone everything kind of went to um when everything was cancelled yeah so um and then I got injured my mum believes that the spirit of coronavirus entered my bones (laughs) and injured me for one calendar year (laughs) but you did get coronavirus entering your I did it also entered my lungs (laughs) and I was out for about six four weeks I had to take two weeks fully off and then I was like not very good at breathing for a while Mm. and then you know got better obviously but um I had a good week of running I just did recovery runs because I did a 5k race on Wednesday which you won which I actually yeah I won it um it was really tough though. I haven't done a race for over a year and then a very hot run on Saturday and Sunday and had to like, I got back from the Sunday run. I had to lay a towel on the ground and lie on the towel because I was sweating so much that I would have like drenched my floor and then caused myself an injury sitting <laughs> on my own sweat. <laughs> you don't have carpets. <laughs> I do not have a carpeted floor. Should get carpeted floor if you're going to run yeah. seriously. Like exactly, Joe. yeah. For, for serious runners, get carpet. Yeah. Also, the sweat from your foot, you might slip. Yeah, it was a deadly good, combo. Yeah, good to get a towel, towel down. Get a towel down ASAP. Anyway, continue. <laughs> well, I, I was asking you if you have been doing anything to replace the time that you would have been spending running. Um, You've become an amateur internet sleuth. Oh, yes. I was just, you know, stalking some potential romantic interests. <laughs> so, yeah, you can elevate other things in your life. Outside of running, what are you into? I, oh, I actually, once I said this in an interview, job interview, they said like, yeah. And I said, I'm reading to tombs. Tombs, as in ancient tombs. Yes, exactly. You get it. Right? Yeah, T-O-M-B-S. Yes. What did they think you meant? They thought I meant graveyards. Oh. Yeah, but I meant more like imperial tombs, mm. Egyptian. Pharaohs. Yes, such like. exactly. Yeah. What are your hobbies outside of running? I watch a lot of television. I okay. work in TV. Okay. So I watch everything. Well, at least I try to. I'm I'm very into um chilling out. <laughs> I know that's not a hobby. <laughs> With your rabbits. You have two I like rabbits, high then. quality relaxing. Okay. So hanging out with my rabbits, watching TV. And then I guess, you know, I'm young and single, living in London, mm. so I do a lot of socialising as well. Mm, with, um, but okay, so we're doing marathons. Yeah. What would your advice be slash experience of marathon running? Like, what's my first marathon or your... What was that like? What was it like doing a first marathon? Okay. Yes, and how we got into and running. How we maybe. got into... Yeah. yeah. Because any, I think anyone can run. A lot of people think that they're not good runners. Yeah. But we're all built to run. Yes. If and, we're lucky enough to have working limbs. Yes. I do sometimes, somebody once told me that you said that, and I do sometimes think that to, like, get myself out, but... Grateful for legs. Yes. I think I did say that once. Yeah. We've evolved to run. Yuan, so, okay, let's talk a bit about our, um, sort of, how we both got into running. Mm. Um, What's your story of how you went from just being a person walking to a person running? (laughs) Um, so I had to, when I was in primary school in China, I had, we had to do track. It's like a bit like cinder track. Oh yeah, background, you grew up in China. 
yes, for pr- sort of primary school was in rural Beijing, um, and then secondary school was in London. And um, and I kept getting this like the words coming to my mind is <laughs> not itch. <laughs> Stitch. Stitch. So that's the bilingual, well, the not quite bilingual in me. Sometimes I get words mixed up. Um, I just remember having a stitch all the time and then like not really being able to run and then, um, not really running until I think I tried to run a hundred meters when I moved to the UK and being, uh, sedentary for a long time. And then my ears hurt. Um, I decided after university to do some running on a treadmill. So I trained for a 10k on a treadmill mm-hmm. and got my knee went actually at the end of that 10k. And I remember actually being able to run 15 minutes on that treadmill and actually telling somebody, I was like, I'm really fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I managed to run continuously for 15 minutes. But isn't that the best thing though? Because when you start running, running for five minutes continuously is like it feels amazing and then yeah. the next time you might run a bit longer that's like couch to 5k basically, yeah isn't it? so every literally every tiny step of becoming getting into running you feel like you are like smashing these, these huge personal barriers yeah. so like you running for 50 minutes must have felt amazing yeah 15 just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, five. <laughs> 50 would be better <laughs> um but yeah uh so i did run a 10k i think in an hour and eight minutes um so i that was probably the first time i actually ran outdoors the mm-hmm. actual 10k and then i it's not bad at all yeah. yeah and then what was like the progression from that to joining a running club and wanting to do a marathon oh <laughs> that's quite a big step so i didn't actually do so i did the 10k and then i kind of retired i was like okay I just want to like maintain my health. Mm-hmm. So I um I actually lived you in took Ch- early retirement. <laughs> yeah, took early retirement. Lived in China. Um where the I lived in Beijing where the it was so smoggy outside most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um that yeah, I'd run in the basically I just ran in the gym. I did the same thing. It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. It was only until I came back to the UK that I joined a running club and I was like, "Oh, man, these people are like much better." than me but it meant that um you just you just don't go back I think you improve so quickly mm-hmm. and you realize there's actually a way to train um, yeah and then the marathon I said I'd never run a marathon but then there was like when everyone's talking about running the marathon and the ballot and you think well it's COVID it's probably not gonna happen and the chances are one in 50 you sign up and then you get a place bingo you're in (laughs) yeah how did you get into running at school I was really into sport but I always found running really intimidating like runners and running I thought they were this whole new level of human being like extraterrestrial people who are just super lean super charged and I thought oh it's like kind of a nerdy sport so there were I, I had a lot of barriers I was just scared I think um, but I worked at this company and we did like a, they all signed up to a charity half marathon. So I said, right, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I just like signed up for a 10k, did more better than I thought I would do in the 10k, around 52 or oh, 53 minutes. That's a re- that, is that your first 10k? My first that's 10k. That's a really good 10k. So I, I felt like Paula Radcliffe. I was like, I am potentially a professional <laughs> runner. <laughs> Based off this time. And can win 
could, all my I money. I could win some <laughs> awards from yeah. this. But like my first 5k, I ran it. I'd tried to run one the week before and I'd had to stop and, and had been crying because it was so painful. So my first 10k attempt, successful 10, 5k attempt, sorry. I remember I was living in Whitechapel and my ex-boyfriend literally like dragged me round Victoria Park. I was literally kicking and screaming. I did it in like 28, while, 29 minutes. While you were running, you were screaming. I was like crying and running. I hated while it. While you were running, you were crying. <laughs> it was so hard, but I completed it. And from there, you know, like the only way was up. Yeah. And he was very encouraging and was like, you have the potential to be a professional oh. athlete. <laughs> So I love the word athlete as well. Yeah, I think we should describe ourselves as athletes. Athlete. I remember the first time someone was like, you, you know, as an athlete, I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Olympics is yeah. a bit far. But Get that um, five ring tattoo. Yeah. And then joining a running club was like the whole new level of intimidating. Yeah. But just before, I, so you ran your first 5K in 20, 28? 28, 29. Okay. I can't quite remember. And then what did you run your race in? Oh, 19.04. Yes. But my PB is actually 18.05 or 6. So it just shows how far you can come. 10 minutes in about 7 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're running, anyone who can run, everyone can run a 5k. And they can slice like more than 10 minutes off. Exactly, yeah. Just because you're the miracle that is your body. Yeah, and I think... um, your mind changes over time, doesn't it? You strengthen your mind. We're yes. going to talk about We're that. We're going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was the entry point. And then joining a running club, again, I was so, I was just such a, like, I was just intimidated by stuff. And, um, <laughs> but I remember joining the running club that we both are a member of. And um, it's a secret. It's no, we, can, we cannot name it. <laughs> yes. And I literally didn't speak to anyone for like two months. I was so shy. I, yeah, I, li- I don't think. Yeah, also don't, Try not to join a running club in the winter. I mean, you can. We won't forbid you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's quite hard to be, like, sociable It's in easier the in the summer. Yeah, yeah, when you can't see people And it's that cold well. and everyone kind of dashes off. Dashes yeah. Off. yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the summer, it's friendly smiles all round. Yeah. So how do we train our minds? So there's one way of training it, which is... um about attention span and concentration actually so they did all this research was um looking at athletes when they are tired mentally Mm -hmm. tired and time and time again they saw that the more mentally tired you are the slower and the worse you run um so when you train yourself you should be training in that state when you're mentally fatigued exactly so it says here that you should do a really boring task or two um, but it's got to be mentally fatiguing, mm-hmm. and then you go out and run. Interesting. Okay. So that means um, going for a run, for example, at the end of the day when you're like being working really hard, is actually going to feel really, probably quite awful. But in the, in the long run, it means that when you're running a race, um, that that kind of skill and the mental toughness will come into play so you basically practiced having to keep going when your mind is just shutting down yeah yeah also it means your perception of effort is lower than it would otherwise be okay wait explain that to me more would be 
So if normally you're running after being really mentally fatigued, your perception of effort is higher than it would be if you've just woken up, had loads of coffee, going out. Probably you're running faster and you feel like this is easy. If you're really tired and having to focus while also running, so it's also about doing multitasking, being really Mm. good at focusing while running means that the next time you do it, keep doing it and it feels easier and easier each time and you can run longer and Mm -hmm. faster the more you do it. Despite how tired you are. Yeah. So it's called, um, this kind of training is called brain endurance training. So you train your mental endurance, i.e. your concentration muscle. So your brain is a muscle just like your arms. And there are exercises that people are developing actually to help athletes train their brains that they get so tired and then they go running. Interesting. Yeah. If you repeat this over time, it will induce other changes in the brain. So it adapts. Um, You look really intrigued for anyone listening. Joe is having a revelation. I'm (laughs) wide-eyed. So induce other changes, reduce your perception of effort and increase your performance. And that's exactly what they found in the study that they did. So what... Because I can think of some things you could do. You could, you could, you could do lists in your head, couldn't you? Because I'm always fascinated by what other people think about when they're going for a long run. Because you have so much time in your own head. My mum always says she will just work through her problems or worries or concerns. So by the time she gets back from the run, she might not have actually cured them, but she's come to some conclusions and made some decisions in her head. Yeah, I do that a lot as well. Also in the shower. Yes. Um, and while cleaning. Yes, and also first thing on waking. That's always... I always think that's like the true thought of what you actually think. Really? Yeah, so within like five... Maybe five minutes of waking up, if you get like a really strong sense of something, which sometimes I do, that's like the answer. Well, that's because, you know, first thing in the morning, you have the most hormones in your body as well. Yeah. Because you're meant to take a pregnancy test first thing in the morning. (laughs) I didn't realise Because it has the most hormones. Yeah, and I think your brain's like really thought about it while you're asleep as well. So it's like, that's it. It's processed stuff. Like seven hours of thinking about one thing that you're you're not realising. Now, what about listening to a podcast when you're doing like a hard interval session? That would definitely test your focus and patience, I reckon. I actually have to listen to nothing if I'm doing a solo interval session because otherwise I'll just obsess over picking the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I just pick one track. And just have that go round and round. I remember once I was in a hotel and I had to run 18 miles on a treadmill. 18? 1.8. What is that in kilometres? That's 1.5. 30k. Oh my god, Joe Hall ran 30... During lockdown? Oh, no, not even during no, lockdown. No, I was in Las Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Is it too I was hot on to holiday. be outside? Yeah, you couldn't go outside. So I had to do it in the gym in this big hotel in Vegas. And all I could listen to was Lose Yourself by Eminem on repeat for three I, and a half hours. I do have that on my running list as well. Yeah. Three and a half hours. Do you sing along? No. <laughs> when I first started running in the gym, I was like, I have to sing. <laughs> anything to keep yourself going I mean yeah because like and you know you get to a point where you're just like oh my god and I would just start mouthing it actually I wouldn't like actually make a noise 
But and then I pretended like I was whoever was singing. Yeah. Which Shania is what they Twain. Do. Yeah. But that's so have you got AirPods? No. Or just headphones to be yeah, honest. Headphones. Headphone running. So my new thing is I often just talk to myself. I live alone. I've lived alone through the whole of lockdown. I've really become my best friend. Okay. I talk to myself all day long. Like you actually do you, in, your, in your brain or in, like your loud. mouth is opening. Yeah. I'm so like, you're breathing while that's extra that's extra. I'll be work. like, okay, I'm gonna do this now. Anyway, so when I go running, sometimes that breaks out of me accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> or when I'm it's shopping. Better than other things breaking out of you. It's <laughs> true. Or when I'm shopping, I'm just talking to myself. If you put your AirPods in, it looks like you're on the phone. Oh yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to, so there's a time. not <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> there's a time when I just used to think we used to all probably think people were crazy when they were talking to themselves yeah. and then it was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. The beauty of the headphones, yeah. it looks like you're actually on a conference call. I mean I still do it now when I'm just like embarrassed, like I'm doing something I just put I just pretend I'm on phone. Really? Also the beauty of the face mask. Yes. Um, no one can see your mouth moving under the face mask, so you can Wait, just you're... be talking to yourself. Okay, but... Oh, right, in the supermarket, not in, while you're in running. In the supermarket. We, I think, don't. So they've done studies where, like, definitely don't wear a face mask while running. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You do see people out and about with them on. Even in um, track competitions, it's detrimental to the running. And not safe, I don't think. If you're breathing hard. Yeah, yeah. You you just would be breathing in your own breath. Yeah. It would just be laboured. Um, yeah. But scientists, yeah, they've they've done some running. Because there's a couple of famous track stars who have been wearing it. Really? Um, and they've tested, yeah, they've done some experiments. It It is not good for your performance. Mm-hmm. And there's no additional, like, you're not going to breathe in COVID if you're outside. No. They've done all the studies. I think they've done a few of the runners, these elite runners, they, they, these are indoor events. But even oh. so, they're so far, I mean, it's socially distanced. They just, I think also a lot of them do 100 metres and a lot of people don't breathe anyway on a 100 metre. Yeah, you don't. It's mm. only for nine seconds. Yeah. Nine seconds if you're... If you're Usain Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Ten. <laughs> yeah, I think it's over nine. Nine point nine. Ten. Um... I actually looked this up. Right, so the reason the same vault is so spectacular. No sprinter can accelerate for full 100 metres. Physically impossible. Once Bolt reaches a top speed at 60 to 70 metres, he maintains that. I see, more efficiently than others. Yeah. Most people decelerate almost straight away if we're talking seconds. Like, seconds is a lot. So they go up. And then down. <laughs> exactly. Just like the way your Just like notepad a... fell. Um, whereas Usain Bolt, because he's got like, you know... Extraterrestrial G- powers. Fibres. And from actually extraterrestrial managed, fibres. <laughs> managed to keep that speed and hang on to it longer. So while everyone fades, he is... Yeah, that's why he he's so good the at the least. 100 metres. He's the, the worst yeah, fader. He's got extra seconds on the fade. Wow, okay, interesting. So the winner of the sprint is not the person speeding up the fastest at the end, but slowing down the slowest. Right, so you could be, you could you could start, you could actually accelerate faster than Usain Bolt, but then your decline is probably quicker yes. slash worse. Whereas Usain Bolt might not, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but he might not accelerate as fast. But once he gets there, he keeps it. He just holds on to it. Yeah, and he looks like he's just, you know, 
He's, I mean, he's laughing his way exactly. over those last 30 minutes. But it must hurt. It must hurt him. Yeah. at Because the, they do not, yeah, that's right, they don't breathe. Yeah, for 100 metres, because they're, I mean, 90 seconds. <laughs> Hold your breath. And he's six foot five, so that also helps. Also his stride, yeah. His stride's like seven metres long. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> his feet must be absolutely enormous. Oh, so he needs 41 strides to cover 100 metres, while other elite runners needs 43 or 45, even 48. Mm. That's quite a lot more, like, like effort. We're talking of effort. Thanks for listening right to the end. And we hope we've brought at least some joy to your running experience. Or maybe we've just completely exhausted you and you should go for a run right now to train your mental endurance. Next time on the podcast, we'll be looking at the menstrual cycle and what effects it can have on your running and vice versa on your body. Men to know about this too. Plus, we'll get you ready for park run and provide more mental hacks to get you to the start line. See you soon.